Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. When one reads in the gospel, he will find that in the time of Messiah, there was an emphasis in the word of God on demons and unclean spirits. Today, living in such a modern and advanced world, many people believe that demons and unclean spirits are a thing of the past. I mean, in a modern world such as we dwell in, are there really demons and unclean spirits? Well, the answer to that question is, yes, there are. And when we look at this world, don't you see it becoming worse, darker, more corrupt, more unclean, more impure? And those things are a sign of demonic influence and the presence of unclean spirits. So we need to understand the world that we're living in a world of darkness and evil and prior to Messiah's return. Things are going to get worse. That's why God is going to pour out his judgment upon the world. That's what's coming, but here's good news. First of all, the Bible tells us that we have not been appointed for wrath, but to obtain salvation. And here in this context, salvation is speaking about kingdom victory, having our sins forgiven through the blood of Messiah, being forgiven and made a new creation, a kingdom creation. So be assured, we have hope, a hope in the promises of God, and we will not be disappointed. But we need to realize something. And that is, yes, there's greater influence and will be greater demonic influence in the world as we approach the last days. But here's additional good news. As a believer, we are full of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, believers cannot, and I want to emphasize this, cannot be possessed by a demon. We are not going to have unclean spirits within us. Now, does that mean that they won't bother us? That we can't have a demonic attack? Far from that. We can. When we are prideful, when we are disobedient, when we are walking in this world of this world rather than living in the world being motivated and guided by the Holy Spirit, when we're in disobedience, that disobedience is an invitation to the enemy to come and afflict and oppress and attack. But again, the good news is we have victory through him. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 4. The book of Luke and chapter 4. 
we're going to begin where we concluded last week in Luke chapter 4 and verse 33. But we need to remember something. Messiah was in Nazareth, and there he read the word of God. A wonderful message from Isaiah the prophet. And good words were given to the people, and he announced, I'm here to bring this about. The people should have cheered. The people should have praised God. The people should have understood who he is. He is Emmanuel, God with us. In other words, the Redeemer, the Messiah. But after hearing these good words, what happened? They were angry. Remember that. They were angry in the synagogue. And they seized him to cast him out of not just the city, but off a cliff where their desires were that he would die crashing in to the rocks below. But God is good. It is not his time back then to die in that manner. And therefore, what did he do? He walked through the midst of them. And we see that he went down to Kafar Nahum in an official way to begin his, what we call in Hebrew, shirut, his ministry. And he taught as his tradition was on Shabbat. Shabbat after Shabbat, he was in the synagogues teaching the word of God. And he did so with power and authority authority to defeat the enemy look with me if you would to verse 33 luke's gospel chapter 4 and verse 33 where it says and in the synagogue there was a man now there's probably were lots of men in the synagogues that he were going to but on one particular shabbat he entered into a synagogue and he taught with power and authority and now as i've said many times the primary purpose of a miracle is to confirm truth miracles tend to be god's visual aids messiah says something and then he gives proof by doing something doing something miraculously look again at verse 33 and in the synagogue there was a man having and let's be very careful how we translate this what it literally says is a unclean demonic spirit many times people will ask me uh, what translation do you like well i like the king james but it's not perfect instead of translating it as a demon it has the word devil it's not the word devil it's the word demon the new king james is a better translation at least for this verse so once more he comes into the synagogue and in the synagogue and let me ask you a question does that that sound familiar to you see one of the things that a person must do when studying the word of god is they must read carefully and to do that you need to read slowly 
And when I come across in verse 33 in the synagogue, it makes me think about what I read earlier in a previous verse, verse 28, where it has that identical phrase in the synagogue. Now, of course, it was a different synagogue. In verse 28, we're talking about the synagogue that was in Nazareth. And now we're talking about another synagogue, also in the Galilee, but we don't know where. He was in Kepharnachum, but it says that he would go through the regions and in teaching on Shabbat in synagogues. But here he's in one. And notice what it says. And in the synagogue was a man having an unclean demonic spirit now what are we being taught here well the repetition of that phrase in the synagogue the synagogue in nazareth and now in another synagogue it unites them and here's the message the lesson of this repetition is this when we reject the man of god When I say the man of God, I'm speaking about Messiah or one of the biblical prophets. Now, how do we reject them? (laughs) By not accepting the word, not accepting scripture as truth without error. When we doubt, when we reject, when we rebel against the truth of scripture, what is it doing? It is an invitation for the enemy that that unclean demonic spirit to come. I've already said he can't possess you because you're full of the Holy Spirit if you are a believer. But that demonic unclean spirit can attack, cause problems, afflict you, and oppress you. So learn the lesson. Do not be doubtful do not be rebellious but be an individual that hears truth receives the truth as it is the authoritative word of god apply it to your life and doing that will give you power and authority what type of authority well this is what he's teaching in this passage move on into the the second part where it says this demonic unclean spirit cried out how a great voice saying and notice something this first word is a word of declar declaration the the unclean spirit recognizes And he declares something to you and me. He speaks to Yeshua and he says, we might translate it, ah, what to us and to you? What he's saying is there is no connection between these demonic, unclean spirits and Yeshua. And they know something more. They not just they just don't know who he is as we keep reading it says ah what to us and to you and then they call him jesus of nazareth we would say in hebrew yeshua ha notzri he 
is known as coming from this place. And this word Nazareth is derived from the term Netzer, which has to do with that, that twig, that, that sprout that comes from the step of Yeshai Jesse, that is a, a which is a symbolic way, a reference, a reference to Messiah. This is what the scripture is telling us. So the demons, they recognize this separation between themselves and Yeshua. Totally different purpose, totally different source. Demons come connected to hell, and Messiah comes as one from the heavens. So they say, what, what do we have in common, you and us? Oh, Yeshua HaNotsri, and then they recognize something else, what he ultimately is going to do. And that is, have you come to destroy us? That's what they're asking. They know eventually they're going to be destroyed. They are going to be ultimately defeated. They know it. But until their defeat comes, they're going to continue working and doing that which is in unclean, impure, unrighteous, and displeasing to God. The only way that you can do that which is pleasing to God, that which is righteous, that which is clean and pure, is when you take hold of the truth. And to do that, you must have faith in Messiah. Why? Because he is the victor. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He has all authority. This is what the scripture's revealing to us. So they know, have you come to destroy us and then notice what is said i know who you are the holy one of god ask yourself a question why is he called the holy one of god well we have to go back to that word holy what does it mean holiness is always related to the purposes of god when it says the Holy One of God, what it's speaking about is simply this, that he's the one that's going to do and fulfill the purpose or the will of God. And these unclean spirits, these demons, they are against the plan of God, the purposes of God, the will of God. And ultimately, they know who he is, but they're not willing to submit to him. They're not willing to change their desires and submit to his desires. That's what a believer does. And of course, these uh, unclean spirits speaking through this man had no desire to submit. Look at verse 35. They say these words, and notice what Messiah does. He shows his authority. He rebukes them verse 35 yeshua he rebukes him meaning this man who is speaking with this unclean demonic spirit and he says be quiet and what else pay very close attention to the words where it says and come out out of him did you hear that just like we saw last week in our study 
we see that Messiah, he says something similar. And that is, he gives a command. So frequently, when Yeshua speaks, this is true for God. And Messiah is God, so it shouldn't surprise us. When God speaks, so frequently, he gives commands. And that's exactly what Yeshua did to this one who had this unclean demonic spirit. He says, I want to read this literally, and come out, out of him. And the purpose of this redundancy, come out, out of him, is to show that it's through his word that there is absolute deliverance. Now, remember the timing. This is before the Holy Spirit was given. This was before the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah. So these individuals were not believers. They had not been saved. They had not been a recipient of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, those who involve themselves in those things contrary to the will of God, they invite and they can be possessed. And this is exactly what it says here when Yeshua says, come out, out of him. It's because he was possessed, dominated by this unclean demonic spirit. Read on. Notice, based upon the authority of Yeshua's word, it says, and he, this would be the unclean demonic spirit, and he, through him, who did the demon, and that's literally what it says, the demon threw him into the midst. Now, that's what it says, into the midst. What should we conclude from that? Well, the key phrase that we've come across is in the synagogue. And what happens is this demon in coming out threw this man into the midst and it would be the midst of the synagogue where the people were. And what is this? It's for a purpose. It makes a very strong reference to the fact that the problem with those in Nazareth and rejecting truth and rejecting Messiah and doing what? Well, it's just not, we choose not to believe you. We, we don't agree that you're going to fulfill these things. Now, that's one thing, but that's not what they did. On hearing it, what did they do? They seized him and they cast him out, out of the city and wanted to kill him. Now, this is not just simply someone who disagrees, someone who's uninterested in religious things, but rather, what do we have? We have evidence of demonic influence. They weren't operating according to the law of God. The law of God does not allow someone who speaks truth, speaking scripture, announcing good news. There's no basis for stoning that person to death by casting him off a high place and having him, him smack into the bottom, into the rocks. That's not how God operates. This is not in line with God's framework that is provided to us through the law of Moses. And when you are rebelling against 
the instructions of God, the word of God, the commandments of God. You are inviting and perhaps participating with demonic influence. And that is why it says here that, that he was cast out, out into the midst. Read on. It says here, but he was not hurt. That is, he did not get hurt by this. Verse 36. Now, remember, the synagogue, presumably, is full of people. And what do we know? Well, we are told here, and this is that conjunction of unity, based upon what has just happened, it says, and it came about fear upon who? All. All the people that witnessed this, all those who were in the synagogue, they saw it, and it came about upon all of them, this this fear, but literally, it's a word for being amazed, being astonished. They saw this, and they were amazed. They were astonished by what had taken place. And it says, and they were speaking with one another, saying, what is this word? Now, notice Again, nothing is written in the scripture by chance. What has been emphasized and what I've tried to emphasize to you in the last few weeks is Messiah speaking about the authority of his word. And again, what do we have in our hands right now? His word. And here's the problem. They didn't think that his word, when he proclaimed what he did in the synagogue, they rejected it. And now we're seeing examples of the authority of his word and the power of his word. And that's why they were saying to one another, what is this word? What is it? It's the word of God. It's truth that in authority and power he commands unclean spirits now they had never witnessed this they didn't see that through the pharisees or the sadducees the sadducees didn't even believe that there were unclean spirits they didn't believe in anything that was supernatural but the bible affirms that there are demons there are unclean spirits there is a, a devil, that diabolical one that wants to deceive you and bring adversity into your life by leading you into sin and then being your accuser. We have an enemy, but praise God, we have a Savior. And when we submit to that Savior, what are we doing? Instead of inviting unclean spirits to go to work, we are inviting the Holy Spirit to empower us, to guide us, to give us insight, discernment, and God's perspective so we know the right thing to do. So when we look here, we see they were saying to one another, what is this word that in authority and power he commands unclean spirits and, notice what it says, and 
they go out. What it's saying here is that he has greater power than unclean spirits. This was not what they had experienced previously. No, the unclean spirits would dominate human beings. But Messiah, he dominated them. He had authority. His power was greater. And all of this is coming to us to teach us this is available to us through the Word. Because it's our submissiveness to the Word that brings the anointing of the Holy Spirit. One more verse. Look at verse 37. And a report concerning him. So news, but it's literally the word for a report, a telling. A report concerning him went out. Now, again, there's that same emphasis on going out. In the same way that the spirit, that unclean demonic spirit was cast out with his authority and power, now this report concerning him went out into every place around the region. News spread quickly that this one has authority and here's the good news this one has authority not just to defeat demons and unclean spirits but this one has authority and power to save to save you from your sins and to save you from foolish decisions left to yourself when you do what you want to do when you do what you think is right in your own eyes The Word of God says it's evil in the eyes of God. And if you're wise, you will say this. God, I want you to change my life. I don't want to be the authority of my life. I want you to be my authority. I want to submit to you. I want you to bring the changes into my life that is going to be pleasing to you so that my life can honor you and glorify you. When you do that, what you're doing is this. You are inviting joy into your life. And you are inviting that anointing which will lead you, direct you, empower you, enlighten you so that you can see things from God's perspective. Why? So you can do His will. But it only begins when you accept Messiah. Most of you who are listening to my voice, you have done just that. You are a believer. Your name is written by God's grace into the book of life of the Lamb. You will be in the kingdom of God. Don't doubt that. But now having been saved by God's grace, allow that same grace to work in your life, to bring you to obedience to the will of God so that you can serve God. And there's nothing better There's nothing more satisfying. There's nothing that will bring you greater joy than when you serve your Lord and your Savior. And you can walk in that same power and have that authority that he will entrust to you so that you can overcome the enemy and you can do the purposes of God and you can be found as a well-pleasing servant. Well, I'm out of time until next week. Shalom from Israel.
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.